Hey guys, before I really jump into this episode, I just have to say that my kitten right now is choosing to attack me. And she attacked me so hard that I already had recorded this episode and only like a couple minutes in, she jumped on my mic, unplugged it, and I continued recording thinking there was no issue. Um, so... If you hear any crazy noises of, like, you know, me getting hit in the face, it's probably my cat. Gotta love her. Um, But anyway, (laughs) let's go ahead and get into this episode, and hopefully I don't have any more mic issues and can get this out for you guys. So, in the 1924 short story, The Most Dangerous Game, author Richard Connell recounts the tale of a wealthy Russian aristocrat who, bored with trapping animals, lures a big-game hunter to his island and hunts him for sport. Ever since the story was published, the perverse idea of humans hunting humans has captivated people. The concept has appeared time and again in the plots of novels, TV shows, and movies, but for the most part, it has been relegated to the pages of fiction, thankfully. However, in the 1970s, Robert Hansen, known as the Butcher Baker, turned this premise into a horrifying, decade-long reality. Though Hansen maintained a wholesome reputation in town, he let his hidden dark side run wild in the woods of Alaska. Throughout the 70s and early 80s, Hansen targeted sex workers and exotic dancers, abducting these women to turn them loose in the woods so he could hunt them like animals. This is the terrifying true story of the Butcher Baker serial killer. As always, I'm your host, Kensley, and you're listening to The Ugly Truth. Unlike his fictional counterpart, Robert Hansen was no aristocratic nobleman. Born Robert Christian Hansen on February 15, 1939, in Esterville, Iowa, his father was a Danish immigrant who owned a bakery. He was also a strict disciplinarian. Hansen's childhood was not an easy one. He worked long hours in the family bakery from a young age. Though he was naturally left-handed, he was forced to use his right hand instead, a switch that resulted in a lifelong stutter. As a teenager, he was painfully shy, had bad acne, and he was mocked for his stutter. The boys at school made fun of him, and the girls he liked rejected him. He was often described as a loner. As a social outcast, he took refuge in time spent alone. Over time, he became an avid game hunter, 
channeling his rage and fantasies of vengeance into the sport of stalking animals. In 1957, when he was 18 years old, Robert Hansen joined the United States Army Reserve, hoping to leave behind his troubled youth and make something of himself. And for a while, he did. After serving a year in the reserves, he became an assistant drill instructor in Pocahontas, Iowa, and even married a young woman he met there. But Hansen still felt mistreated by the community and sought retaliation. In 1960, at age 21, he convinced a young bakery employee to help him burn down a school bus garage. When the boy later confessed, Hansen was arrested. His wife divorced him, leaving him alone and incarcerated. Though he was released just 20 months into his three-year sentence for arson, he was jailed a few more times afterward for petty theft. Still, he managed to remarry to another local woman. Finally, Hansen decided he'd had enough of the contiguous United States. So in 1967, he moved to Anchorage, Alaska, which, is, which was about as far as he, his life in Iowa as he could get. He moved into a small community, had two children with his wife, and settled into a quiet routine. He was well-liked and opened up a small bakery. But while the townspeople mostly bought into the facade of the happy baker with a family and a knack for hunting, some cracks showed through Hansen's squeaky clean exterior. In 1972, he was arrested twice, once for the abduction and attempted rape of a housewife, and again for raping a prostitute. Unknown to authorities, his killing spree began in 1973, likely emboldened by his ability to walk free after his early crimes. The year of 1976 saw Hansen arrested again and sentenced to five years for shoplifting a chainsaw. However, he appealed that sentence and was released. While he continued to prey on strippers and sex workers who he forced to act out his twisted fantasies. In 1983, more than a decade after Hansen moved to Anchorage, a 17-year-old girl named Cindy Paulson was found running frantically down 6th Avenue, barefoot and handcuffed. After being picked up by a driver and returned to safety, Paulson, a prostitute, told her story to the police. She described being held hostage by a man who'd handcuffed her to his car, held her at gunpoint, and took her to his house where he chained her by the neck. The man raped and tortured her repeatedly before attempting to load her onto a plane and take her to his cabin in the Mantanuska-Susitna Valley, about 35 miles north of Anchorage. As the man prepared the plane for takeoff, Paulson managed to escape, leaving her shoes behind as evidence. Little did she know how how much she was avoiding by escaping and how terrible that would have been for her. And Robert Hansen fit the description of the kidnapper perfectly. Paulson even described his stutter and identified his plane, but police were still reluctant to bring him in. After all, though he was no stranger to trouble with the law, the local baker was well-liked in the community. 
Hansen admitted that he had met the girl, but claimed that she was setting him up because he had refused to pay her extortionate demands. When he told police about his strong alibi provided by a friend, he was released. Meanwhile, Alaska state troopers were convinced a serial killer was on the loose. Several sex workers and dancers had gone missing, and troopers were beginning to find bodies. When two bodies were discovered in the Mantanuska-Susitna Valley, along with .223 shell casings nearby, Hansen was a prime suspect. But the police needed proof. This led to the involvement of the FBI, including the now-retired FBI agent John Douglas, who helped pioneer the field of criminal profiling. And by the way, the story of John Douglas is now depicted in the Netflix series Mindhunter, so if you want to get some more info about him, definitely check it out. So Douglas put together a psychological profile of the killer based on the details of the case and the injuries inflicted on the recovered bodies. He theorized that the killer was an experienced hunter with low self-esteem and a history of being rejected by women, and that he likely had a stutter. FBI profilers are insane to me. I don't know about you guys, but I'm super into Criminal Minds. I love that show. I know it's not realistic in the slightest, but the whole concept of someone being able to profile that someone has a stutter by just evidence left on a crime scene is wild to me. And just based on, I don't know, evidence they collect, but it's also assumption to a sense. And it's just amazing how right they can be. And though he had been cleared several times before, there was no doubt about it. Robert Hansen fit the profile almost exactly. What's more, he owned a bush plane and a cabin in the Mantanuska-Susitna Valley. The police soon obtained a warrant to search Hansen's plane, car, and homes. What they found shocked them. The horror that Robert Hansen's victims had endured was almost too scary and awful to believe. In Anchorage, Hansen was a respected business owner known for his skill as a bow hunter. The den in his home was decorated with hunting trophies and animals mounted on the walls, and he even set a few bow hunting records. What no one knew is that for more than a decade, the hunter had also been collecting quote-unquote trophies from another kind of kill. Hansen mainly targeted sex workers and exotic dancers from around Anchorage. He would kidnap the women and either drive or fly them in his private bush plane out to his cabin in the remote Alaskan bush. If the women didn't put up a fight, he would sexually assault them, but then bring them back to town, threatening them into secrecy. But those who did not cooperate suffered a truly nightmarish fate. Out in the wilderness, his favorite location was along Nick River. Robert Hansen would set women free for a moment, and then they would have hope that there was a chance to escape. Then, as they ran for their lives, he would track them down, taking his time, hunting them like wild animals. Armed with a hunting knife and a .223 caliber Ruger Mini-14 rifle, he'd torture the woman or the women, with this chase for hours or sometimes days at a time until he located his prey and shot them like game. 
The story of Hansen's horrific 12-year killing spree later became the subject of the 2013 movie Frozen Ground, starring John Cusack as Robert Hansen and none other than Mr. Nicolas Cage as the Alaskan state trooper investigating the murders. While searching the butcher baker's home, police found an aviation map of the area hidden in the headboard of the bed. It was marked with tiny X's denoting the kill and burial sites of his victims. Some of the X marks matched up with where the police had found bodies. There were 24 X's in all. And what's more, in his psychological profile of the killer, Douglas had predicted that the murderer would keep souvenirs from his prey. Sure enough, in the basement of Hansen's home, police found a stash of jewelry. In the stash was a necklace that belonged to one of the victims. Faced with the evidence in 1984, Hansen confessed to murdering 17 women and raping another 30 women over a 12-year period. Robert Hansen was sentenced to 461 years plus life in prison without parole in 1984. He was imprisoned at Spring Creek Correctional Center in Seward, Alaska, where he died in 2014. As part of a plea bargain, the butcher baker was only ever charged with four of the 17 murders he confessed to, and some believe he actually killed more than 20 women. I cannot wrap my mind around the fact that this man confessed openly to 17 murders and was only charged with four of them. And thankfully, he still got life in prison, but like, still, that's crazy. But in exchange for the reduced conviction, Robert Hansen agreed to assist police in locating the remaining bodies plotted on his kill map. Unfortunately, five of the bodies have still not been found to this day, and Hansen took the secrets of their locations to his grave. So one of the possible victims, her name is Celia Beth Van Zanten. She was 18 years old and was at home with two of her three older brothers on December 22, 1971. The three of them shared a house on Nick Avenue in Anchorage, close to Northern Lights Boulevard, with their older brother and cousin. Her parents resided in a different home in Anchorage. And in the late evening, Beth left her house and walked a few blocks to the nearby Bilo supermarket. The Bilo closed at 9 p.m., and she left at 8.30. Between 8.45 and 9 p.m., a witness spotted Beth go to the Bilo. At around 9 p.m., a neighbor claimed to have spotted her on Northern Lights Boulevard. She never reached the Bilo. Her disappearance was reported two days later. On December 25, 1971, her body was discovered at Chugok State Park, close to Anchorage. Her chest had been sliced with a knife, and she had been bound and subjected to a sexual assault. She had been dumped, still alive, into a deep ravine before passing away from exposure. According to forensic evidence, she attempted to climb back up the slope, but was unable to do so due to her bindings. Hansen had been accused of killing her because of an X on his aircraft map, but he denied responsibility for both her death and other women's homicides who were not involved in prostitution. And here are just some of the known victims of Robert Hansen. I only have three of them that I know their ages, so the rest of them I'll just say their names. So there was 24-year-old Joanne Messina, 23-year-old Sherry Morrow, 17-year-old Paula Golding, 
Malai Larson, Shay Luna, Delyn Frey, Teresa Watson, Angela Federn, Tamara Peterson, Lisa Futrell, Andrea Altieri, and then there was one girl that is still unidentified to this day. And then there was Cindy Paulson, the 17-year-old girl who got away. And that is the horrifying story of Robert Hansen. I can't even begin to imagine the women that were victims of him. I can't even imagine what their last thoughts were. After being hunted in the woods for days, like, it breaks my heart. And it is crazy that this concept of, like, humans hunting other humans, it is such a big thing in the media, like, TV, movies, everything like that. And I just watched a movie that had that in the plotline of it, and it's just wild. And it's crazy to think that this is a real thing that has happened and real people have had to deal with the just complete utter terror of that and so my heart goes out to all of the victims families and friends and just anyone that's been through something traumatic like my heart goes out to you too because that is just terrible and no one deserves to go through anything like that so anyways guys thank you so much for listening looks like we made it through the whole episode without getting cut off by my cat so that's good and as always you guys can follow us on instagram at pod.theuglytruth and you can always send us an email please send us emails we love it so so much i love responding to you guys i responded to people from all across the country some from other countries it's amazing so our email is pod.theuglytruth at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook. You just have to look up The Ugly Truth and you should be able to find our page. And yeah, you can always follow me and Alyssa individually on social media as well. We would love it and we'd love to say hey to you guys if you want. Anyways, thanks so much for the love as always. We love you guys and we will see you next week for another episode. Bye.